All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 32. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And, buddy, how about those Blazers getting the sweep in Denton, Texas, this week weekend? Yeah, I mean, what a great weekend. I mean, I, you know, really just really just so, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, just, just such a uh, – tough gritty effort by this group and you know and it's been all year long they you know the coach Andy Kennedy's talked all year long about grinding things out and right. you know, that's what they did I mean it's just a see you know an experienced group of, of, of guys that um, just find ways to win and you know I thought the game plan and the job that Andy Kennedy and his staff did you know all weekend was was tremendous and to take you know to go in a place that North Texas, I mean, they had only lost there once this year and, you know, tough right. place to play. And, and, you know, honestly, it was pretty loud in there, you know, and, and maybe they didn't get the numbers that they've gotten usually with the, because of the regulations. But, you know, I, I thought there was some, some, some noise going on in there and, 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 um, you know, just to, just to play through everything, you know, score 65 points, both games, but it was right. kind of a different script, both, you know, each, each game and, and, um, you know, Obviously, Ertl had a huge weekend, you know, offensively. Yes. But there were so many guys that made plays, you know, and and some some. Um, I mean, Tony Tony getting a chance to get in there and you know make a contribution on Saturday, and and um, you know I thought Benjamin, you know, obviously on Saturday he didn't have a um, you know he only played 13 minutes on Saturday, but he had a couple key three pointers in early in the game that kind of I think. Um, Helped him get tone, going off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Helped him get going offensively, and and so um, you know, I just think that you just go down the roster, and uh, you know, and and guys made you know made plays, and you know, and and I think that's one evidence of that is you look at the you know the bench points. I think it was um, what it was thirty seven to six or nine or some uh, advantage over the weekend for UAB uh, from bench points, you know, and yes. part of that obviously is Ertl coming off the bench to get 21 on Friday, but that's, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, to, to have that kind of to, uh, bench uh, production, you know, um, that's going to win you games. You know, if you can outscore teams that, you know, the other bench by that much every game, then, you know, you're in pretty good shape. So I think that that shows that, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, everybody just came in and, and, and played their role and, and uh, came out of this with uh, two two wins and a bunch of momentum. Yes. And speaking of those bench points, yeah, Friday was a 28 to four in favor of UAB. And then Saturday was um it was 18 to where was it to just three, three. Yeah. yeah yeah so just great and and yeah you know it was Earl getting those 21 points Friday night and Tyrus got Grayson getting those 11 points Saturday but just really proud of the guys for just playing you know overall just a great team effort on both nights and that's what it's going to take for UAB to continue winning in March and hopefully get to the big dance uh, in a couple weeks. But what we'll go ahead and do is we'll recap both the Friday night game and Saturday night game in North Texas, in Denton, Texas, and then we'll get you guys ready for the Conference USA tournament where we uh, go into some possible matchups for UAB. But luckily, our Blazers were able to get the sweep in Denton, Texas, uh, 65 to 51 Friday and 65 to 61 on Saturday, allowing UAB to clinch that number two seed in the West Division to get that by in the Conference USA Tournament. But we'll start with Friday night, Steve. 
just, you know, great effort from everybody, but especially Ertl getting 21 points, going 5 of 11 from the field, and importantly, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Um, it's just great to see Ertl kind of find his shot again. You know, we, we knew when he transferred from uh, ULM, from Monroe, that he was a great three-point shooter. We saw some glimpses of that during the season, but overall, you know, he really hasn't uh, – done as well as he did last year at ULM, but definitely this weekend, buddy, we definitely saw the old Ertle, and it's just great to see him shooting the ball a lot better, getting that confidence, and this is the time of the year where you want everybody to start clicking. You know, in March, this is where you want to be at your best, and this weekend, you know, especially Friday night too, UAB is playing their best basketball of the year. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing his staff from him was the four or seven from the threes. Yes, you know on Friday on Friday night. I mean, you know, because that that is something that he struggled with, and there had you know, like you said there had you know, early on there were some glimpses of it, but um, you know it, it gotten it's gotten really to where he's you know where you, you don't really I don't want really want to see him shoot too many threes. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I love it when he shoots that little pull-up 15-footer because I think oh, that's pretty yes. automatic for him. But but he's certainly capable, and, you, and they do need him shooting threes. And then when he can go, you know, four or seven. And I just thought he played, you know, both games. I just thought he did such a good job of controlling things. You know, he didn't – he only had one assist all weekend, um, which is, you know, not what you necessarily want from, from you know, your point guard. But the, the way they've – they've built this all years you know they, they need everybody sharing the ball and and so right. it's, you, you know it's not like an Aaron Johnson situation where you got one guy that gets the bulk of the assists um you know or squeaky or you know just um you know they they kind of spread that around purposely and and uh, but I just thought he played um really uh you know tough two games against the uh, the, the physical you know, defense that's, you know, is built on being physical, you know, oh, and, yeah. um, you know, I, I thought that, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I really, you know, watching both games, I didn't really think that, that North Texas really got into their physical, what the way they play defense until the second half on Saturday, you know, I didn't yeah. think they played very physical in the first game or the first half of Saturday, but I think the second half of Saturday, um, they really did. You know, they finally, uh, I guess, McCaslin or somebody lit, lit a fire on them and they got physical <laughs> and, the, and the refs started letting them, were letting them do it. And um, yeah. uh, so, so, but, but I thought he really responded to that. You know, I mean, I thought he really responded, you know, to that and, and kind of controlled things and really with great weekend. And it's a great, um, it's, a, it's a great boost for him, you know, going into this, going to this conference tournament. And speaking of the physicality of both games, how about Trey Jemison on oh, Friday geez. night and Saturday? I mean, I think he was only credited with four blocks for the weekend, but <laughs> I swear his presence was known to North. It's almost like North Texas was scared to go into the paint, really, with oh. him there. Because every time they went in, he would alter the shot or block it. Just great yeah. overall for Jemison. And then, you know, getting 11 points on Friday and then Saturday, he had only had seven. But, I mean, the stats don't really indicate – what he did this past weekend in Denton, Texas, because Jemison was just the total package for UAB. Just nobody, you know, and he stayed out of foul trouble too. You know, he, well, he ended up having four, um, but a couple of those were late in Saturday. Yeah. Game. Well, they were real late. I don't think he yeah. had his first one. Yeah. And, and, and a couple of them too. I mean, I thought he, you know, um, he went straight up a lot. He wasn't doing a lot of reaching. He wasn't coming, you know, and, 
you know, they got him a couple times, but you know, how, how, how tentative, tentative did he make Zachary Simmons too? Oh yeah. I mean, Zachary Simmons, he you know, traveled a, like six or seven times. Oh yeah. yeah. And he's a solid player. And, and there were times where he, uh, you know, you could see him, you know, maybe have the baseline and he wouldn't even take it, you know, because right. he, you know, cause, uh, cause of Jemison, you know, and I think, you know, that, that was, that was huge. I mean, that, that kind of took that away from them offensively. And, and, um, uh, yeah, I thought he's, I thought he was sensational, you know, and, and you know, we've talked before and I, you know, I, I'm believing this, you, you can't always believe stats, you know, um, you know, and, and it also is, um, you know, some, some of the shots that he altered or even tipped a little bit are not called blocks at, at, you know, on the road when they might be at home. Yeah. Um, you know, Agreed. there's, and there's certain, um, stat crews in this conference. Uh, I'm not going to name any <laughs> names, Marshall, that, um, that tend to, to, to pad those type of numbers. Uh, you know, yes. so, um, you know, that's okay. It doesn't really matter because what matters is how you impact a game. And, and he had a huge impact on, on, you know, both those games and, and, and this weekend. Definitely. And, you know, we've already mentioned the bench points on both games on Friday and Saturday, but three-point shooting was a lot better this weekend, you know, especially Friday. Uh, UAB shot the ball from downtown uh, 41.7%, which is insane. Again, that's uh, 5 of 12 from downtown. And Saturday, uh, they were four of nine for forty-four point four percent. So just shooting the ball a lot better, you know, mainly from three, uh, with the three pointers coming from uh, Jalen Benjamin and Mike Ertle. But it's just great to finally see us making some shots from downtown, and just really good for UAB. You know, like I said, we mentioned the bench points, but let's talk about two. Like I felt, Steve, that for the majority of the fifty-fifty balls. I feel like we got most of those balls. You know, we were diving around uh, to get the ball. We just seemed like we just seemed honestly like we wanted it more, which is really surprising where North Texas, you know, if they would have just won, uh, if they would have won both of them, they would have clinched the number one seed in the West division. And yeah. UAP just came in and looked like yeah. the more motivated team. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, and I think, you know, McCaslin, I saw some quotes from him after the game. He, he pretty much said that, that they, you know, yeah. the UAB was getting, you know, was was out hustling, getting to getting getting to those loose balls, you know, getting on you know on the boards, and you know, yeah, I, I think that um, certainly UAB looked like the most motivated team, and I, and that's where I think you give credit to to Andy Kennedy and his staff. Yes, you know, I mean, yes. to to going in a tough situation and and um, you know and getting these guys motivated and and uh, you know and and not that you have to do a lot of more motivated with this group, I don't think, because I think this group is a you know a uh, experienced group and a tough group, but you do have to do some, you know, and, and, um, yeah, it was, I mean, I just thought that, um, I think that if UAB plays this way this next week, they've got a darn good chance of doing some good things in this tournament, you know, um, and, and, you know, you go back to just real quick, back to the three point shooting, you talk about how, you know, how they shot well from there. I thought what they did was they took good threes. Yes. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of coming up and, you know, you know, four seconds into the shot clock, throwing up a three, you know, there was one, Ertl took one forced one. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but other than that, you know, I thought that, um, and and on Saturday it took a forced one, but other than that, I thought that the threes were, were in, in the flow, you know, uh, good shots open, uh, you know, work the ball around and get it instead of coming up and just chunking it. 
great and, ball you know, movement. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they do that, um, they're going to be, you know, they, they can shoot the three if they do it that way. Yeah. You know, and, and this when is, they get this in trouble. The, North Texas, they're, they're one of the best defensive, you know, other than UAB, the best defensive oh. team in the league. So, well, they were, yeah, they were the two best. That's the two best defenses in the league right there. And they, and I mean, the, those cats play defense now. I mean, yeah. they, they, you know, they'll, they'll get after you and they're, they're physical and, and, and they're, um, you know, they got some long guys. I mean, yeah, that's a good defensive team. I mean, there's no doubt that's a good defensive team. And, uh, you know, I thought UAB was in a nice offensive flow, particularly for the first three halves, you know, yeah. all Saturday and, you know, and I mean, all Friday in the first half of Saturday. I thought, you know, things at times got a little tough in the second half because of, uh, you know, I, I thought that they were allowing them to get away with some stuff that was um, a little too physical, but they were allowing yeah. them to get away with it. And, and, and on both ends, I'm not saying it was, you know, I, I there was one call though, that the, the, the call in the second half of Saturday's game where uh, Ertle pump fakes the guy, gets the guy in the air. And then the guy hits him on his way down as he's shooting. And they mm-hmm. called the ball out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been, I mean, I'm an old man, and I've been watching <laughs> basketball for a long time, and I don't know that I've ever seen that not be a foul. No, I mean, right. ever, uh, you know, because it's foul. But yes, you know, but that was one call, and and, and you know, that's all right. But uh, but it, um, you know, I thought that you know let let them get away with some physical stuff, but they would let them get you know UAB do the same thing, and that's you know when when that's when both of those teams are at their best when they're when they're letting these guys be physical. Right. And, um, you know, and it, 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 it might in some ways might ugly up the game a little bit, but that's okay. You know, that's what UAB, you know, right now needs to grind their way through. And so, um, but I don't know that, that you know, it certainly wasn't worth talking about refs or calls or anything this from this one. Cause, um, it was a, it was a pretty weekend. Yes. Well, I will go ahead and mention just a couple things officiating wise um, on Saturday that kind of blew my mind is well, I'm sure it blew uh, Kennedy's mind, too. Um, and in fact, I think he actually talked about it in the post game. Uh, but there was one point uh, on Saturday's game in the second half where UAB had the ball and North Texas. I can't remember which guy from North Texas, but the, he got the ball and like just threw it across the court. But then the ref blew the whistle and said that it was a shot clock violation because the shot clock had ran out. But he was saying that the North Texas player didn't that North Texas didn't take possession of the ball, which I I don't know what you call possession when a guy gets a ball and chunks it halfway down the court. I mean, yeah. So that was one thing that kind of. Yeah, that that was a bizarre play. You know, and the only the only thing I could see that. and I don't agree with this, but the only thing I could see is, you know, because the ball was going out of bounds, he 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 ran and got it, and and was in the air, you know, got it, and then was in the air when he made the the pass, you know, and UAB caught the pass, you know, yeah. and and should have had, um, so maybe maybe he was saying that because he was in the air, he didn't have full possession, um, would be the only thing I could think of, okay. even though that's not true, but I mean, yeah. but but maybe that's the only thing I could think of because. That yeah, that was a bizarre sequence. Because how do you make a pass, you know, a thirty foot pass, without having some sort of possession? Exactly. Yeah, I swear too. There were other a couple other times during the game that on some just loose balls where North Texas barely touched the ball and hurried up and got a timeout 
um, to yeah. maintain possession. I'm like, well, if that's the same thing, then, you know, you're, you're saying he has possession there when he's barely touching the ball and hurrying up and calling timeout. But on this instance, he didn't have possession. So I don't know. And that's just one of those things, you know, when you play on the road, the home team's going to get calls and yada, yada. We already, we know that too. We've gotten calls in Bartow, as we mentioned before. Um, but, but definitely, you know, a UAB great job Friday night and Saturday night. And, you know, we, we talked about it in our preview episode, Steve, is that we felt that UAB would have the um, advantage on rebounds. And that definitely um, showed itself Saturday where UAB out-rebounded North Texas 37 to 25. But more importantly, UAB with 15 offensive rebounds to North Texas only having seven offensive rebounds. So UAB didn't shoot the ball as well as they did Friday night, you know, only shooting 38.8% from the field Saturday. But those offensive rebounds were able to give UAB those second chance opportunities on making a basket. And I remember one in particular where Taven Lovin came in and got that uh, rebound and threw it up to get the and one. Oh, yeah. It was a very key moment in that second game on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and Jemison had six offensive rebounds. Yes. Nicholson had three. You know, there's between those two guys, you have nine offensive rebounds. That's that's going to win you some games. I mean, it, yes. it's, it certainly is. Yeah. This, and, and that goes back to the effort. You know, it just right. goes back to, you know, the team that's out hustling and playing, you know, a little more want to than, than the other for whatever reason. And goes back to that, you know, and, um, Right. That's that's big. You know, that's big. I mean, I, you know, I kind of talked about that kind of go back to that Iowa State game in the NCAA tournament where, you know, yeah. where um, Tyler Madison had like seven or eight or six or whatever it was, offensive rebounds. Oh, you yeah. know, and how big was that in that game? I mean, you know, yes. and, and that's what people talked about nationally after that game, you know, a, a part of it, you know, obviously. A lot of talk around Robert Brown and just the win itself, but I mean, you know, people, you, you recognize that, you know, that that uh, that's how you, that's what wins games, man. You know, little things that turn into big things, you know, and yes, um, and that's what this team's done well when they're playing well is 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 their little things, whether whether it be, you know, getting your hand in a, in in a passing lane and you know deflecting a ball or or you know hustling down and making a play and you know what what looked like a breakaway or something you know just little things that are huge is what this team's done when they're playing well yes and and one thing that kind of worried me going into saturday's game is that you know typically all season we've seen especially during conference play we've seen uab play for the most part extremely well and very energized on Friday night's game. But when it came Saturday, it seemed that we didn't bring the same energy to say, but they definitely brought it this weekend um, in Denton, Texas on Saturday. So great to kind of see that. Cause you, you know, you go back to, uh, what was it? The Charlotte series, you know, we killed them Friday night and then Saturday, it just kind of just seemed that they were kind of off or just not as motivated. And in and, and some other games, you know, Southern Miss where we um, played a, kind of um, played well Friday and then Saturday kind of slumped around and but it's just definitely great to see UAB play two straight games two straight physical games and still have the same energy and you know it's March March Madness man and this is the time where you want to and you you have to bring the energy and you know we've said it before and I said it earlier in this episode that UAB to win ball games it's going to have to be a total team effort And UAB definitely showed that Friday night and Saturday um, where UAB Friday, you know, Friday, 
the game really wasn't in doubt. UAB led by as much as, I think, 17 points. Saturday led by as many as 13. But North Texas definitely made it close uh, towards the end. But UAB kept their focus. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about something that I was really happy to see, not only than the three-point shooting, Steve, but how about the free-throw shooting this weekend? I mean, oh, UAB just <laughs> – uh, yes. automatic. It was right, automatic. Yeah. 14 you know, they go, to 19 Friday, and then Saturday, yeah. even bet 23 to 27. Yeah, on Saturday especially, they go to the line, and you just you just think, okay, well, they're going to make it. You know, I mean, it's, you just, you know, and you certainly, in the past, you hadn't been able to think that about this team. But, right. um, but, but I mean, I, I'm watching that yesterday, and I'm thinking, like, they get fouled up. Okay, well, there's two, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, uh, it was automatic, you know, and, and, that's that's going to win you games. And, and hey, we as observers, as fans, as people outside the program have had such a knee-jerk reaction to everything that's happened in the last four or five weeks. It's easy to do. Because yeah. you're, you're rolling, you know, going and rolling, and then you get to the toughest part of your schedule right. um, in, in the toughest format that you've ever played in these back-to-back games like this. Um, and Every little thing that goes wrong, it's just a knee jerk. Like, oh, they can't do this, and oh, they can't do that. And what they, what you, what you kind of lose sight of is you're learning and getting better during this type of time. Right. You're not, you're not. I mean, you're getting better and you're learning when you're rolling. But when when you're going through these grinded out, uh, you know, good time, bad time, roller coaster type. A week, uh, five weeks or four weeks or whatever it is, that's right. when you get better, you know. And that's when that's what was so good about this weekend is, to me, they they showed what they've learned the last three or four weeks of some tough times, yeah. you know. Whether whether it be, you know, um, whatever, whether it be the the the. You know, I mean, hell, defense. you go from giving up almost 100 in the second yeah. game in San Antonio and then, okay, well, let's learn from it. What did we do wrong? Right. What did we do? You know, and then they did. Exactly. They learned. Yeah. So. Right. And, and, and too, too many times we, we're, we we tend to overblow what happened, say, in that game. Yeah. Hey, it, was, it was one night that 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 one the other team played really well. You didn't, you know, you didn't play that well. They played well. Right. And they're capable. They got the, the two best scores in the conference. And hell, you know, Friday night UAB shut down Javon Jackson the, the Friday night game of that series. So they did, yeah. You know, and and I thought this weekend they did a good job on Hamlet. Yeah. You know, I thought Hamlet. I mean, he got us some points, but uh, I thought they did a good job on him. Can we you talk know? about his teardrop shot? I swear, every time Hamlet did that, he'd make it. Like it just yeah, seemed yeah. automatic. It's just crazy. Yeah. Oh, he's super nice. I mean, the, the kid's good, and he's he's kind of. Um, you know, he's fearless and, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's good, but they did a good job on him. And again, you know, I, I don't look at, um, you know, other than if a guy goes off for 40, you know, you look at points, but I don't really look at points as, as mm-hmm. being the best indication of what kind of job you did on him, you know, yeah. uh, you know, unless they really go off, you know, unless they either really go off or they get nothing, you know, but, but, you know, he had 19, one game, I think 16, the other, I think those were his numbers and, but yeah. I, I I thought they made it you know they made it difficult on him and um you know made it tough for him to do and he's tremendous I mean there's no doubt I mean he's tremendous you know I thought they did a, a great job on uh, I thought UAB did a great job on Reese yeah because you know I thought that um 
you know, when, when Hamlet's struggling to, to, you know, having to work for stuff, you know, Reese is a guy that's kind of coming in behind him and can take over a little bit. And, you know, I, I thought they really did a nice job on him all weekend. Um, you know, didn't let him get off on him, even though, you know, he was three or four and threes, including some key ones in the, in, in the, you know, second half of the, of the Saturday game. But, you know, I, um, I thought they did a pretty good job of him. And, you know, um, so anyway, I guess that's a long winded way of saying it. I, you know, we've reacted a lot over the last four or five weeks, but I really think they've learned from those, uh, from those times and become a better team and a team capable of doing what they did this weekend. Yes. And, you know, UAB improves to 21 and six overall and 13 and five in conference play after these two victories in Denton, Texas over the main green. And I guess we can go ahead and talk about the all important conference USA tournament this week, guys, um, where UAB did clinch the number two seed in the West division. And what that means is that UAB does not have to play until Thursday night, March 11th. Um, the tournament is actually going to start this Tuesday night, uh, March the 9th. And UAB will await the winner of the Marshall game uh, Wednesday night. Marshall will play the winner of Rice or Southern Miss. Um, they'll play that game Wednesday night at 6 p.m. So UAB will get the winner of that matchup on Thursday at 6 p.m. And that will be televised on stadium. So let's kind of talk about this bracket, Steve. Um, UAB, does, it's, it's going to be hard because UAB is at the top portion of the bracket with uh, Western Kentucky, which, of course, is the number one seed out of the East Division. So if UAB is able to get the victory Thursday night in the quarterfinals, they would face more than likely Western Kentucky Friday at 11 a.m. on CBS Sports Network. So we're not going to get ahead of ourselves, though, but we're just going to just kind of talk about the bracket um, and just see, you know, it's going to be tough for UAB. But as I said earlier, and we agreed on that UAB is playing their best basketball right now. And we got the all-important buy, so UAB doesn't have to play until Thursday night. So we've got a couple of days to rest, and we definitely needed it. Or, you know, we need it because we've had such a physical matchup uh, series in Denton against North Texas. So it'll be great to rest up a little bit. But I'm sure Kennedy will, you know, get them in the gym in Bartow and get them practicing and getting ready for the matchup Thursday. But more than likely, it's going to be against Marshall. But just got to wait and see, man. You know, anything can happen in March, especially in these tournaments during March Madness. But I do like where UAB is um, in this tournament. And just got to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, you know, looking at the bracket, you know, it, you, your natural instinct is look at the bracket and, you know, break down, or oh, oh, I'd rather be in this, you know, in this part of it, or I'd rather be in that part of it. I don't think in, you know, this this conference right now is so <laughs> so just even. Oh, yeah. It, anybody it, I mean, can beat anybody. Yeah, yeah, anybody can. And so you just never know, you know. Uh, you know, now I do think that, you know, a, a potential, you know, you got to beat Marshall, Western Kentucky, and say Louisiana tech to win this thing. That's a yeah. pretty tough road, but you, but there's a tough road everywhere you go through it. So right. you, know, you just worry about one at a time and, and um, just coming out and playing. And that's what, you know, I, I do like the experience. I mean, I've said this a bunch in this podcast, but I'd really mean it. I mean, I really like the experience of this team and um, you know, they're an older group of guys. And I think that, uh, <laughs> that that's the type of teams that, you know, have a chance to make a run in this thing. And, um, 
got to do what you you're good at. And, you know, Hey, if it's Marshall, that's, that's, that's a tough, you know, I mean, Tavion Kinsey is as good as, you know, probably the second best player in this league behind Bassey. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking he's the best player in this league and maybe he is, you know, um, but he's, he, you know, he's incredibly athletic and, um, you know, he's a guy and, and, you know, they're, they're a, a group of guys that have been around. Jared West has played a lot of games and really good point guard. You know, Andrew Taylor's played a lot of games for him the last two years. Jansen Williams has come on this year, I think, and, um, and played. And so they, they've, they've got some, some guys and, and, um, you know, they play a style that they like to get up and down. You know, not, I don't know if they get up and down as much as they did when, you know, when Ed Elmore and those guys, but they, they do like to get up and down and, um, right. So that, they, that'll be a, that'll be a tough matchup, um, you know. And hey, if it's somebody else, Rice, you know, Rice, we saw him, you know, we saw him in Bartow. Right. They're certainly capable if they're hitting the three. They're certainly capable of pulling an upset, and oh, you yeah. know that would be a tough matchup. And um, uh, you know, so it's you just never know at this time. You just got to kind of you know. The good thing is, and you said this is good thing is you got um, some rest time and some time to get ready and get prepared and and. You know, you'll have plenty of time to watch who um, who you're going to play and study. You know, study all three teams just in case, and um, and then get started in this thing. And and uh, so I like I like where UAB's at right now. I mean, I like um, you know, but I say that about a lot of teams. You know, I like where Louisiana Tech's at. You know, I yeah. like where uh, I like where you know West Kentucky's at. I like yeah, I like Old where Dominion, you know yeah. Old Dominion's at. And and honestly, North Texas is capable. They had a bad oh, yeah. you know they had a bad last weekend, but they we're playing well coming into it. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of teams now you could, you, I could see why they're confident coming into this thing. And, and, um, um, we just let it play out how it plays out. And, um, I, you know, and, and too, I think a lot of times, um, we over, overlook, um, coaching at this time of year too. And I, you know, I think that, um, I really like to love the job that Andy Kennedy and his staff has done. So I like that going into it. I think that uh, he's going to be able to um, out prepare some guys in this thing, maybe, you know, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and, and you have to do it quickly, you know, even though, you know, for the first one, you, you know, if you get a buy, you don't have to do it quickly, but you know, after that you do. And, and so um, it'll be fun. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's exciting going into this thing, thinking that you got a chance to win it. Um, and you could say that for six or seven teams, you know, that, that, that oh, yeah. they come into this thing with the true confidence that they can win it. And, um, but you have to do it one at a time. And, you know, and I, I remember the old, uh, I can't think of these terms without thinking, um, Mike Anderson's survivor in advance, you know, yes. I mean, gosh, almighty, would he say mm-hmm. that over and over and over. <laughs> and, but it's true. You know, yeah. I mean, it's true that it, you're, you're just looking to survive that game. And however, you know, however it happens, if it's a two point win or a one point win, right. that's great. That's great. You know, I mean, you, you can't you, you don't get too, um, in my opinion, you get you can't get too overcome with um, how pretty it is. You know, like you can't you, I don't believe in, in this time of year that you should spend a lot of time and saying, well, we didn't do this. We We should have done that. No, you won the game. You still won, exactly. If, if you won the game, it doesn't matter what you didn't do and, and should have done. You won the game. Move on. You yeah, know, exactly. and learn learn from it. As, you know, inside the program, learn from it and uh, and move on. But you know, that's what this is all about. And and I, you know, like I say, I, I've got a lot of confidence in this in this team having you know, that that they're going to have a good tournament. You know, what, what that means at the end, I don't know. 
but I think there's going to be a good tournament. Agreed. And real quick, Steve, I will say too that I'm glad this tournament is in Frisco, Texas, instead of Memphis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I got a lot of great memories of that with those Memphis tournaments. Even oh, though you know, oh, even oh. though it, it was, it was, you know, obviously it was foregone conclusion when you went over there. Right. But, uh, but you know, there's there was a lot of good times and um, some tough losses, obviously. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, and, and, and I will say this, Memphis put on a heck of a tournament. I mean, it, it, it was, they, it was, it was the Memphis Invitational. I understand that. <laughs> and, um, but, but they put on a heck of a tournament and it was, um, you know, it, it, it was, it was some good times. You just, um, you know, you didn't want it to end like it did, but, uh, exactly. unless you're, unless you're Memphis, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and we've talked before too, is I, I'm, I'm one of the few people in this world that don't dislike Frisco, uh, set, the setup, you know, the setup that it is, I, I, I don't dislike it, but, um, I know did, I'm in I'm a big minority there. Well, I was going to say, did you see where uh, the NCAA, you know, they're, they're having like a bubble atmosphere for the NCAA tournament, but they're going to, Adopt the curtain from Conference USA and play two games at once. Did you see that? I did not. See, yes. No, I didn't. I did not see that. I, <laughs> I don't know. That's a bad thing, though. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I still I, hate I, it. Yeah. yeah, I know, and I I know a lot of people do, and a lot of people think it's you know rinky dink and whatever else. But um, I I don't know. It's 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 different, and um, I. Obviously, if the NCAA is adopting it for that, I mean, they're looking for different. Of course, this is obviously this is a different tournament than usual, <laughs> yeah, right? And you're, you know, you're looking for ways to do it different. But um, I, um, I don't know. I, li- I like it. I, I mean, well, look at Conference USA setting different. the tone. Yeah, set, set, being the example the, that the NCAA can use. Judy McCullough. There, there you go. We're, go. we're we're all you people now. We're all you <laughs> naysayers now. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean. Again, I, I like unique stuff, you know, and uh, I tell you one thing about that NCAA tournament. If I if if I make if if my team makes a tournament and I don't get to play in Hickle Fieldhouse, I'm oh, mad. Yes, I am oh. mad. <laughs> I would mean, love to play there. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, that was. I went there. You know, obviously UAB played Butler, and Mike Davis was was here, and mm-hmm. man, what a what a fun atmosphere, what a special place that was, you know, and. Um, you know, just couldn't think of, uh, I couldn't quit smiling the whole night, you know, because I'm sitting there, man, I'm in Hinkle. I'm at Hoosiers here, yes. baby. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, of course, there's a long way to go for anybody worries about that. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, just, uh, take care of what you can take care of now and, um, you know, get healthy. I mean, I think that's what's the one thing that's, that's really great about this buy is, yes. And you said it, but, you know, just you're able to kind of get some, Nicks and bruises and, you know, rest a little bit and, uh, you know, then get out there and try to win a conference. Yes. Survive in advance. That's going to be the motto for this week. So um, real quick, though, before we wrap up, I wanted to just make sure that everybody knew that they're not going to allow fans for the Conference USA Tournament Frisco. Uh, it'll just be media and I think uh, players, family uh, that uh, in the stands. So it's going to be a very unique uh, conference tournament. Now, you know, a lot of these Conference USA teams, they had limited crowds this year anyway. So I guess it won't be as unique, um, but it'll be unique for the tournament uh, per se. But again, UAB quarterfinals, 
Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central Time. It'll be on Stadium. I'm not sure if it'll be on Stadium on Facebook or the regular Stadium, but make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash blazerpod, and we will definitely let you guys know when they officially announce that. Because remember, in Frisco, they've got two games going on at the same time, so the first quarterfinal game that night is going to be at 5.30. Western Kentucky will play the winner of UTSA and Charlotte, and then 30 minutes later on the second court, UAB is going to face the winner of Marshall or Rice or Southern Miss. And I'm not going to say I'm going to be rooting for either Rice or Southern Miss, but <laughs> it'll be good because UAB's already swept Rice and Southern Miss during the year. So it would be good to kind of see one of them uh, Thursday night. But I think UAB matches up well against Marshall, too. So just yeah. got to rest up and get ready. Yeah. And and real quick on the on the fan, or back, kind of going back to the fans not being able to be there, we got to do a little investigation to see if our friend John Valakis, Donnie Vines, and guys are, are John, John Valakis is a big, big uh, friend of our podcast here. You know, yes. they've, they've gone and their group has gone, they've gone to, to El Paso. And well, I, yeah. I think they've gone to, and I don't remember the number now. I mean, because I, I, I hadn't had a chance to talk to John, but I think it's over 20, maybe like 25 straight or something like that. I mean, maybe more. Oh, no. I mean, they've, they've literally gone to, uh, and uh, and they were there last year for the one game, you know. So uh, yeah, um, I certainly hope that um, you Get know I hadn't called Einstein. I certainly <laughs> hope that that the the conference or somebody finds tickets for those guys. Yes, uh, because I would hate to see a streak like that end uh, on on something like this. And I need to contact uh, John or John. You you'll be listening to this. I know. Give me a call. <laughs> Let me yes. know if uh, let me know if I need to get the president involved, or if we need to get some <laughs> uh, we need to get some uh, national attention on this because we got to get those guys uh, into into the star on, uh, on for for this thing because I, I'd hate to see that streak broken in in, in this way. But uh, you know, and they've been some loyal loyal guys, and they've been to you know they they you know <laughs> when you travel all the way to El Paso Oof. and you you get one ugly game, and then you have to sit there waiting on your flight for three days or whatever it is mm-hmm. um you're a dedicated fan and um so we gotta uh, gotta gotta get to work on that yes and real quick matthew vinson buddy you're another one of those i know you've been yeah. to a bunch of the tournaments too so and he'll be there y'all, <laughs> <No> <laughs> yeah, doubt, hopefully no y'all can find a way yes but, yeah uh, guys thank you so much for listening to us um just please help us spread the word about this podcast just make sure all the UAB fans, all of us, you know, let them know about We Do Exist, Blazer Victory Podcast. You um, subscribe to us on either Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, just a bunch of different places, um, YouTube, too. So just help us get the word out about the podcast, and we're going to cheer on our Blazers this week, starting Thursday night at 6 p.m., and we'll see you guys next week to recap what happens down at the Star in Frisco, Texas. But... You guys be safe out there, and we'll see you next week. Go Blazers.